So for all the markets, they compiled all these responses. So out of 100, what percentage said that you should buy real estate in this market? What percentage said, well, you shouldn't buy. So if you have existing property, you should probably hold and not sell. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E. You're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. 
although this will be released in about mid-January. This is my first time recording in the new year, so happy New Year's, happy 2021, and thank you for tuning in today. We're going to pick up right where we left off in 2020 by talking about the how-tos of apartment syndications. Make sure you go and check out some of the older syndication school episodes that we released in 2020 and also in 2019 and maybe even 2018. I'm not sure how long I've been doing this for now, but lots of valuable information as well as lots of valuable free resources to download. These are PowerPoint presentation, how-to guides, Excel template calculators, things that will help you along your apartment syndication journey. Being the new year, I thought it'd be great to kick it off with an episode that talks about some of the markets to look to in 2021. So 2020 has been a pretty crazy year. We talked about the impacts of COVID-19 on real estate in general and some of the projected changes. We did talk about some of the information on particular markets, but today I want to go through a list of some of the top markets to buy multifamily in in 2021. Now, one of the things that we talk about a lot on syndication school are these three immutable laws of real estate investing. And the entire concept behind these three laws, which as a refresher, are one, buy for cash flow, not appreciation, two, secure long-term debt, and three, to have adequate cash reserves. Now, the idea behind all these rules is that no matter what the condition of the overall real estate market is, you're still able to maintain your existing portfolio and then based off of the three rules being involved with buying allows you to buy new deals. And so follow these rules all the time. You can buy deals during recessions, which we're technically in right now. And the deals you bought prior to the recession will at least maintain and not be completely destroyed during a recession. And again, when you think about these three laws, the whole point is that you can still buy real estate. You can still buy multifamily. You can still invest during these downturns, during these periods of uncertainty, as long as you're buying right. And what I'm going to talk about today is evidence of that point that you can continue to buy during recessions, downturns, whatever you want to call it right now. Let's call it economic uncertainty, periods of economic uncertainty. So this is based off of a very lengthy report. It's over 100 pages long. I highly recommend reviewing, and I'll link to it in the show notes of this episode, but it's called the 2021 Emerging Trends in Real Estate. This is a annual report put together by PwC and the Urban Land Institute. And I really like this idea. They essentially interview a bunch of real estate professionals. And then ones that they don't interview, they'll send surveys to. And they do this for over nearly 3,000 individuals. And so they say that they interview 1,350 individuals, and then they survey another 1,600 individuals. These are people who own commercial real estate or develop commercial real estate, work for some sort of advisory firm. They are passive investors in commercial real estate. They're like investment managers or advisors, banks, lenders, home builders, land developers, REIT companies. It's kind of really a broad spectrum of commercial real estate. And they ask them a bunch of questions on what they think is kind of going on. And based off of 
the 3,000 or so responses they get, they put together this really detailed report. And they also obviously pulled data from Bureau of Economic Analysis, U.S. Department of Commerce, some of the big commercial real estate reporting firms out there. And they put together this really nice report. And the one thing I wanted to focus on today, as I mentioned in the beginning, are what are some of the markets that we should be looking at in 2021? More specifically, what they did is they asked all of the respondents to let them know, okay, so based off of all these major metropolitan statistical areas, MSAs, would you recommend that people either A, buy, B, hold, or C, sell their properties? So for all the markets, they compiled all these responses. So out of 100, what percentage said that you should buy real estate in this market? What percentage said, well, you shouldn't buy. So if you have existing property, you should probably hold and not sell. And then, oh no, if you hold property, you need to sell and get out of this market, right? So these are the markets that all these different active real estate professionals think and recommend that people buy in in 2021. And so I'm just going to go over those today. This is specifically for multifamily. They have a breakdown of the same survey for other commercial real estate niches like office and retail, which for retail, obviously not a lot of buy here, a lot of sell actually. They have the top 20 here for retail and number 20 is 0% buy. <laughs> and the most is Orlando, which is 28% buy. So it's kind of interesting. Same thing for hotel. And then they have other rankings for markets. But again, I want to focus on the buying multifamily. So according to these experts, what are the top 20 markets that experts are recommending that you buy in? And of these top 20, more than 50% of the respondents said you should buy multifamily. And to put that in perspective, for office, for retail, and for hotel, I think they have one other one on here, which is industrial. But for office, for retail, and for hotel, the number one market to buy in for all three of those is less than 50%. So office is 45% in Salt Lake City, Orlando, 28% for retail, and then for hotel, it was 23% for Lauderdale. And so the number one market to buy in for those three asset classes are less than the top say 15 multifamily markets to buy in with industrial obviously being kind of in a sense better and more attractive and more recommended than multifamily, which we've talked about on the show in the past before. So without further ado, let's jump into these actual markets. But the whole point of that is just introducing the fact that, Hey, multifamily is doing a lot better than these other asset classes. And these experts are predicting that it's still going to do well in 2021. So number one is going to be Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. 72% of the respondents recommended buying multifamily in Raleigh, Durham. 20% said you should hold and 9% said to sale. So that's the number one market. The next two are tied for second. Still very high recommendation at 67% buy in Tampa, St. Petersburg and Salt Lake City. For Tampa, St. Petersburg, 30% recommended to hold and 2% recommended to sell. For Salt Lake, it was 27% hold and 6% sell. In fourth place is going to be Austin at 63% buy, 
28% hold. And here we see a pretty high sell of 12% relative to some of the other ones on this list. Only a few of them have a double-digit sell recommendation, but still majority think that Austin is a good market to buy in. This one kind of surprised me, but Boston comes in at number five. Boston, Massachusetts at 60% buy, 32% hold, and 9% sell. Now, for some of these, they actually don't add up to exactly 100%, right? 72 plus 20 plus 9 is 101%, but I think they rounded these without decimal points. So they're all within one percentage point of 100%. Number six is going to be Boise, Idaho. Now, if you remember from some of the rent analysis that we did in late 2020, Boise, Idaho experienced the greatest rent growth out of any major market since the onset of the COVID-19. I'm pretty sure it was a double-digit rent growth percentage. So clearly Boise is going to be on this top list of places to buy. 59% recommending to buy, 34 recommending to hold, and 6% recommending to sell. Next, we have Nashville, Tennessee. 59% buy, 37% hold, 4% sell. Next, coming in at number eight, we have a repeat in North Carolina. This time it is Charlotte, North Carolina at 56% buy, 36% hold, and 8% to sell. Number nine, we've got our first repeat for Texas, which is San Antonio, which is 55% buy, 35% hold, and 10%. So another double digit, but still relatively low to sell and then rounding off the top 10 which is one of the only places on this list where no one recommended that you sell it was 55 percent buy 45 percent hold columbus ohio so no one recommended that you sell in columbus ohio so that is the top 10 again that's raleigh tampa salt lake city austin boston boise Nashville, Charlotte, San Antonio, and Columbus. So kind of really all over the country. A lot of southern states, but also you've got Boston, which is northeast. You've got Boise, which is in the west. And then you got Columbus in the Midwest. So really kind of all, all over the place. It's not necessarily focused on one particular section of the country. So I'm going to quickly go through the next 10 to round off the top 20. So at number 11, Washington, D.C. at 54% buy, 43% hold, 3% sell. 12, Fort Lauderdale, 53% buy. I'm going to talk about the buy here. I'm going to do all of it. So Fort Lauderdale, it was 53% buy, 39% hold, 8% sell. Atlanta, 53% buy, 33% hold, 14% sell. Phoenix, 52% buy, 30% hold, 15% sell. And then the last location that is the majority of respondents recommending to buy would be the Inland Empire, which is parts of California. 51% buy, 42% hold, 7% sell. Now the last one, Phoenix, that actually has the highest of these top ones, highest percentage of sell, but obviously they're only featuring the top 20. A lot of these markets are going to have a pretty high sell, but they don't include those ones on the list. So of the top 20, 17% recommending selling in Phoenix. That's the highest one. 
Next, we've got Long Island at number 16, which is 46% by 54% hold. And then another 0% here for selling. So Columbus, also Long Island, they're not recommending that you sell. Either buy or you hold. 17 is Cape Coral, Fort Myers, Naples. So third Florida on the list. In addition to Tampa, St. Petersburg, and Fort Lauderdale. That is 44% buy, 50% hold, 6% sell. Back to the Midwest in Indianapolis at 44% buy, 56% hold. And the third one on our list where no one says to sell. Also in the Midwest, I guess Wisconsin is technically Midwest. Madison, Wisconsin at 43% buy, 57% hold. Another 0% sell. And then lastly, number 20 is Virginia Beach, Norfolk at 33% buy, 56% hold, and 11% sell. So those are the top 20 markets to buy, particularly not real estate, but multifamily in 2021. Now, kind of going full circle back to the beginning, back to those three immutable laws of real estate investing, just because 72% of people say you should buy in Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina doesn't mean you should buy every deal in Raleigh-Durham, right? You still need to do your market analysis that we've talked about before, and you still need to buy right. You still need to underwrite. You still need to follow the best ever practice we talk about on this show. But at the same time, you want to set yourself up for success by buying in a solid market. So these are forecasts, right? These are recommendations from experts. These aren't, again, guaranteed Raleigh Durham is not guaranteed to be the best market. It's not like uh, in Columbus, they say no one should sell, but then just because you own a property in Columbus doesn't mean you shouldn't sell, right? It all kind of depends on, on where you're at in your business plan and things like that. But at the end of the day, the idea behind all this is okay, here are some of the top rated markets. So if you're in them, great. If you're focused on them, great. If you're not focused on them, might want to consider looking into these. So I might do some future episodes going more in depth on this report because there's a lot of solid information on here and it's, it's really long and I don't expect every single person listening to this to read all 112 pages. So maybe I'll do that for you <laughs> and we can dive into this on future syndication school episodes as it makes sense. So yeah, so yeah, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you download this report and at least go to the multifamily section of this report or at least read the key highlights of the executive summary to get an idea of where we're at as it relates to real estate in general, more particularly commercial real estate, even more particularly multifamily real estate. This link will be in the show notes. Until next week, make sure you check out some of the other Syndication School podcast episodes. Download all those free documents that we have available as well at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening as always. Have a best ever day and we will talk to you tomorrow. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you interested in getting started in real estate syndication but don't know how? My friend Whitney Sewell is the host of the Daily Real Estate Syndication Show podcast. He interviews top experts in the industry to help you learn the cutting edge tools and strategies of the syndication business. You can find Whitney and his podcast at lifebridgecapital.com.